All right, to start with my very first episode um, of my podcast called uh, Leftovers, episode one. Uh, will be about, it'll be a short one because I'm still figuring out how this all works, uh, but it'll be about um, Bernie Sanders and the upcoming Iowa primary, which is in about three to four days' time. And the reason why I say three to four days is because, of course, America is eight to nine hours behind me. I'm based in Finland, which is uh, in the EU, bordering Russia um, and Scandinavia. So we've got Russia on the one side, Sweden, Norway, Denmark on the other. Uh, in the south, we've got uh, uh, across by, across the Sea of Finland, we've got uh, Estonia. Um, so that's where we're situated. Uh, we're a small Nordic country, quite socialist. Um, we have a lot of great things. I love living here. But everywhere, like in everywhere else in the world, you're always happy. The grass always seems greener somewhere else. But in this instance, um, I'm very happy where I live. But of course, there are pros and cons everywhere. I wouldn't lie. I wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't want to say that there are no problems here. It's the perfect place on earth. I would say that it's got less problems than most other places on this earth. <laughs> so that way, that way it's good. It's a good place to live. And it's of course voted as the best place to live. Um, it's got the happiest population and blah, blah, blah. Okay. Great education. It's known for its educa uh, education and its engineering skills. Uh, very strong on research and development. Um, in terms of natural minerals, there's not a lot. I mean, they have, but they're. I mean, they don't have gold and diamonds and uranium and platinum and, you know, we've got peat and, and other aspects. We've got 150,000 lakes. It's a very peaceful country. It's very healthy. People are active. They walk everywhere, cycle. Um, well, generally in the winter thing that gets flipped on its head, of course. But this is my uh, my very first podcast. As you can hear, I'm half British. My mother's from England. Um, I'm born in South Africa and lived here in the Nordics for the last 13 years. Um, I have to pause. Okay, yes. Uh, short delay there. This is what happens when you're podcasting straight from home. Um, anyway, so we've got next week, Tuesday, we've got the first Iowa primary. Um, at the moment, um, it seems that Bernie Sanders has a slight lead in, in Iowa. And um, coming in a few points behind him is Joe Biden and um, barely making the 15% mark at this stage is Elizabeth Warren. Um, uh, I think Peter, Pete Buttigieg just spent a lot of money uh, in Iowa. So the only reason why he would be seen closer to, in the top four would be because of the ad spend that he's, he's put out there. So that's sort of semi-predictable, but... Um, I mean, one would hope that money can't buy votes, but uh, in this instance, it's a clear, a clear uh, example of how it can. I mean, you look at Tom Steyer and uh, Bloomberg, how they're operating in the within the primaries itself. They're throwing huge amounts of money, hundreds of millions, um, and it's uh, it's showing that they, you know, I mean, Bloomberg was at nine percent now nationally or something. That's crazy how he could get up there so quickly when he's only been in for like a month, if that. Um, and in a way, he doesn't have to participate in the debates, the debates. So he's not even put on stage and questioned with regards to policy. He's just sneaking in through the back door, which is bizarre. I mean, the whole process in the States, to me, as an outsider, is bizarre. It definitely doesn't seem democratic, but 
it's only because I don't understand it clearly enough. Um, but we'll discover that as we go, because, I mean, I went through this all in 2016 following Bernie um, and uh, getting flabbergasted and struck shock with how it turned out and how it was turned on him. And I mean, let's not go into that, but it was a, it was a very big eye opener for a foreigner like myself who thought that it was a one man, one vote system. And that, you know, I mean, that was the whole essence in South Africa originally was the fear of the one man, one vote. And if people all had one man, one vote, they would vote out the white people. And I think that's the whole root of Brexit. And, and a lot of fear in the States is that they are going to outnumber us. <laughs> and that sounds horrible. And, and uh, even nasty to a certain degree, but it's just a, a natural human fear that we are not going to be enough to keep power. Uh, and that's sort of underneath all of the rest. You can call it the establishment and et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, the people that have don't want the have-nots to have anything because they don't want to share it. <laughs> Nutshell. Anyway, uh, excuse me, I do have a bit of a cold, so my nose does... Uh, does affect my voice a little bit being a bit of a sniffly kind of thing um okay so back to iowa um a lot of people from out of state are hitching rides and i i, I participate i run the finland for bernie twitter account and i often see people tweeting about their uh traveling around iowa what they're going to be doing um there's been a lot of talk about Will the DNC, will the establishment try and, and pull a dark, dirty deed over Bernie Sanders? Um, so in, in the primaries now, compared to 2016, there is a new system that the DNC voted on and decided to change in terms of their rules and procedures. So now it's open. It's sort of the first primary is opened up uh, for all these primaries. It's all opened up for the delegates. Um so that the guys can can compete on a fair basis, and only if you don't match the make the fifteen percent mark, do they then sort of uh, in these caucuses there do they then sort of talk each other into trying to give them give us your votes, we'll help you with this, or we'll come in with you guys if you remember to vote in with us on that or whatever deals they do on the floor at the time. Um, but the DNC last time, of course, used their super delegates to to overpower Bernie Sanders and uh, and basically hand the nomination to Hillary Clinton at the time. And they've said now that the first ballot is, is open and normal. The second ballot, if you don't get more than 50% of all the delegates, then you're going to, it's going to go to an open round where the super delegates will get their say. And of course, that is the big worry for the progressives out there because that takes away the democratic vote the power that we might have and if the super delegates get it and take it over and they just vote for let's just say joe biden or whoever they choose um then we've lost then bernie's lost and um and things change and of course then it's get your yellow vest out because even voting third party as a protest or writing in a name is not going to make any difference that's exactly what they want in fact because it'll just dilute the base even further what they don't want you to do is to go out on the street, start striking, 
teachers stop teaching, firemen stop putting out fires, everybody just stops everything. They will have to bend the knee. They will have to eventually. And that's how it's going to have to happen eventually. I mean, whether it is when Bernie wins or if he gets it stolen from him. If he gets it stolen, it'll happen sooner. If he if he wins, that'll have to happen once he takes once he's inaugurated. He's going to get on the on the onto the street and get people behind him because he's going to have to go state by state trying to convince these Republican and centrist Democrats senators who have kept their seats that hey, Joe Manchin, whoever you are, you need to vote with us because we want Medicare for all. And if you don't, these three million people in your state are going to freak out and stop working and change all the way your state operates. And you as the senator of the state are going to get fired, called into question, whatever. So I don't know. That's his plan and that's how it's going to go. So it's going to be very interesting. Um, I don't know how you send me questions, to be honest. Um, <laughs> I haven't set up a, a Twitter or, a, or anything for the time being. I think just you can... You can send me a message on on on. It's uh, a very good question. Finland for Bernie Twitter. Finland for Bernie. Just look for me. You can send me a DM or a tweet at me or whatever you like. Uh, I'm happy to to answer any questions. I just don't. I, the reason why I didn't prepare is I didn't think anybody would listen to this. To be honest, uh, straight off. Um, so yeah, I was three days away, or was it four days? Three to four days away. Um, Bernie's got some concerts planned this weekend um, with Stripes um, playing with him um, with Jack White and company and that'll be very great um, that's a big Iowa weekend um, for the big day on Monday uh, was it Tuesday I think it might be Tuesday but anyway so Monday or Tuesday whenever it is off the top of my head um, and of course spread the news in terms of to all those people that are out knocking on doors now this weekend, this last power stretch in Iowa specifically, hats off to all of those people knocking on doors, making calls, texting. Um, I'm going to be giving a texting try this weekend to try and help in any way I can. Um, it's a very exciting time, very daunting, very nervous, uh, but this is it. We've come to crunch time. So um, anyway, I hope you listen to this very first short podcast of mine send me any feedback um i'm uh, i'm open to it um and i'd like to know what what i can add um i don't want to make them too long i don't want them to be an hour long but i would like them to be sort of good 20 to 30 minutes just simply because if you're jogging running walking on the train on the bus it's something nice to just put on and listen to not that, not that I think my voice is anything special to listen to, but uh, but it would be uh, it would be nice to share some thoughts um, and pick pick people's brains a little bit. Um, what I want to do now, actually, is I just wanted to have a look what's going on on Twitter. I can see Biden, Joe Biden, again. You know how he does that thing where he sort of points at someone's chest while he talks to them and digs his finger in their chest and pokes at them. Listen, son. Back in the day, I did this and I've done this. Do you know back in 1987, I was uh, I brought in this this uh, this bill to the Senate and uh, it saved hundreds of thousands of people. And you know that's what I did. And Politifact has checked it and said that I've done that. 
okay, kid, now get out of my way. <laughs> he's such a grumpy dude. Um, Bernie shouts and yells, but he's not grumpy as, as this dude is. This dude looks generally pissed off at the world. I mean, I don't know, just if I was his staff, I would be like, I don't know. I don't know. I just, I don't know if I would want him out there talking a hell of a lot, but, you know, he has to because he's been hidden from the people's eyes so much. I mean, he's not a bad person. Do I think he's a bad person? No. Is he corrupt? Yeah, in the American sense that, yeah, sure, I'll take lots of money because I deserve it. I've been a politician for all these years. And if I want to introduce my son to a company to get a big salary, then that's part of the royal right of the Senate. <laughs> I don't know. For me, that's corrupt. If you're taking any money from any corporation that you're not doing a proper job for is a corrupt uh, is corrupt by nature. Um and that he's giving it to his son doesn't matter. It's, I mean, nepotism. Um, but, I mean, the guy's, the guy's a train wreck, in my opinion. I, I don't even know why he ran, to be honest. I can think of one or two other Democratic senators that would have had a better chance, who are centrists, liberals, if you like, that would have had a better chance than he did. Even Cory, Cory Booker would have been better than he was, but they didn't get behind him, so... Anyway, so he's still in, and he's still doing that. Um, the latest national poll from NBC, let's have a look. Bernie Sanders is now 27%. He's up 6% since December. Joe Biden is at 26%. He's dropped 2 since December. Warren is on 15 She's dropped 3 due to her antics and not shaking hands and calling Bernie a misogynist. And I didn't even know what that was about. I mean, why? Even at the time, I was greatly hurt by it on Bernie's side, Bernie's behalf. Um, I watched it all unfold and thought to myself, why? Well, I don't understand. These are two progressive, progressives. Why would they do that? And then, of course, the penny dropped. It wasn't necessarily she was doing anything. It was the media that was like, oh, we need these two guys to fight because we've got to sell papers and clicks and, you know, etc. So we need these guys to fight. Let's try, to, let's try and manufacture a way that they can fight. And that was them manufacturing it. Did she lean into it? Yes, she did. She tried to take the opportunity. I mean, would we all have done it? I don't know. Maybe. But she lent into it, and, uh, and now she's suffering the consequences. Dropped off, and there's Mike Bloomberg, 9%, plus 5 since December. I mean, he only got in the race in December for crying in a bucket. Buttigieg is on 7, dropping. He's on 2. Klobuchar is at the same, 5. Yang, 4, plus 1. Steyer on 2%, also up 1, and Gabbard on 2%. That's it. The latest political polls from NBC WSJ. Okay, so yeah, so it seems that uh, excuse me, the last stint we're pushing and we're pushing, we're going to be pushing hard on Biden with regards to his social security cuts talks. So that's where that's going. Uh, the new advert from Bernie Sanders that's up on the on the net at the moment is extremely great. The one from Matt Orfeller, I don't know if you've seen it, it's brilliant. You got to see it. Um, there's also a new one that's been released today with Killer Mike uh, speaking, which is uh, phenomenal. Excuse the phone, um, and I love it. Um, and I enjoy those kinds of ads. Those are the ones that I enjoy the most. Um, and another point that uh, I want to raise is that what started to happen, which I'm very very happy about, is the fact that. Um, the Bernie Sanders campaign team has decided to look down ballot and support other candidates for Congress and the Senate that they feel are progressive. And I've been hoping for this to happen for 
a long time. I mean, there's brand new Congress, there's new Justice Democrats, there's the Democratic Socialists of America. Um, there's quite a few organizations, uh, um, our revolution, that, that support third party or that support candidates that want to challenge and mostly progressives. But like Justice Democrats, not all of their candidates are progressive. I mean, Ayanna Presley, in my opinion, is definitely not progressive. I know she's one of the squad and she's very close friends with the squad. And on many things, she does great work in her community, for her community. And I think that's very impressive and something that should be applauded. But I don't, I struggle to forget, damn, my phone. I struggle to forget 2016 when she was a surrogate for Hillary Clinton. Oh, was she even a campaign staff member for Hillary Clinton? I can't remember. One of the two. And she came out with that anti-Bernie speech that was rough. And I was just like, wow. And now Bernie today um, has put her onto his list of progressives that he's supporting. And I, I can't help but feel that that one is the one that's not the correct one. But the rest, 100% are. I'm a big fan of Shahid and, and uh, who's going to be... Um, competing with um, the Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi. And I think that is a big one that we need to get behind. But I love that idea. So I'm very happy with, with that. And of course, the rest of the talk at the moment is of all the uh, DNC stacked uh, announcements of all the positions of the people within the rules committees and all the different committees that will be running the convention um, and um, and how they're stacked with uh, Hillary and um Biden people, etc., but mostly mostly Hillary people. So it's we're going back. They're setting it up for a massive contested con, uh, convention, and that'll be a mess. So get your bag and your yellow vest ready if you're going, and uh, be prepared to take a week off work at least, because um, this is going to be it's going to be crunch time come then. But having said that, if we can take Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada. I know we're gonna. I know that South Carolina is a struggle, um, and Biden's strong there. But we have a month to get, or more, just a bit more, to get in there and knock on doors and make that happen. If we can turn, if we can get those first three states, and and then maybe even the fourth, we're literally unstoppable. Because in California, we're setting ourselves up very well. That's a big delegate state as well. I think by then there's going to be a lot of dropouts and we'll be down to two. So it'll be interesting. But uh, the next three are going to be very telling. I don't think a lot of people are going to drop out after Iowa. They're going to hold on for the next week, which is in, um, New Hampshire, uh, to see if they can still hold it in. And of course, there's a whole bunch of one-on-one -on -one debates that the D the DNC in their debates. Oh my God, that is such a mess. Can we even have... I'll, I'll have a separate podcast on the debates because they're just shockingly terrible anyway so that's my first podcast for for this uh for this leftovers pod, uh, podcast my very first one it's going to be roughly 17 minutes to 18 minutes long and i want to say thank you for uh, listening if you're listening if you're still listening after all this time i appreciate that and my very first one i i hope it's uh at least something shares a little bit of interest with you. Um, uh, Rugby-wise, uh, not much happening. We had the seven start last weekend, um, and my team didn't do very well, but the the, the seven circuit is well underway. Um, we've got MotoGP that's going to soon start testing in February. 
Um, so those things are coming, but I mean, I'm still all in with the politics right now because the states is all happening in the next month. Um, so that's where I'm going to be staying. Um, Locally, politics-wise, uh, I've got a meeting tomorrow with uh, DM25 guys in Helsinki to see if we can uh, talk about uh, anything that we can get going in terms of DM25 in Finland. As you know, Finland's already a country with a good uh, social support, etc. Um, but there are a few things, inequalities that are sneaking in, movement towards private medical uh, companies and insurance, etc. are sneaking in slowly. And that's just a sign of big corporations trying their hardest to break into these socialist countries. And uh, it's where we need to put our foot down <laughs> before it sneaks in. Um, and the lastly, to end this podcast, um, I'd like to say to the UK, which is today is the 31st of January. So at uh, 10 o'clock or is it 11 o'clock this evening or you know, midnight in Finland tonight, um, the UK will leave the European Union and uh, and be on their own. I mean, it's not like they were never on their own in the first place. They were always on their own, but but they shared the European judicial system, etc. And apparently that was so terrible for them that they needed to get out. So we wish them the best. We're sorry to see them go. They've always been part of our makeup and our ethos and who we are and will remain sort of on the periphery and friends of ours. But... Uh, we wish them well, but and we'll look after ourselves going forward. And I don't know what else to say. Um, just wish them the best. It's their decision, their life. Um, and for us, we're just wanting to make our community better. Um, the EU has got its problems. It does need to be re-democratized. Um, and that's why I'm trying to be active with DM, is because they see that as the European Union being vital for the community of all the countries in the European Union. And I agree. But uh, do we need to get lobbyists and people out? Yes, we do. It has inherent problems that that the West has with regards to politics, taking donations and political donations and lobbyists moving discussions and parliaments and uh, et cetera, et cetera. And we have lots of issues that we want to tackle from, uh, what do you call it, um, um, fertilizers and things uh, that are put on the soil for our vegetables and fruit um, that, that come from big chemical companies. I won't say the name. I think you know who it is. Bonsanto. It sounds like that name. <laughs> um, so, you know, there's things that we need to fix and, uh, and also re-democratize the EU so that people have a vote and not, and not how it's run now. It's not run by the people. It's it's so anyway. So there are things that inherently need to change, and uh, and that I'm looking forward to being a member of. But right now it's the US, and if they, that big first domino falls and we get it to fall in the right way, then I think we're setting ourselves up for a good future. And that's why we're all putting so much in the Germany for Bernie, the French for Bernie, Irish, the British for Bernie. The so many of them are all putting in time and helping. People are even going to the States to help knock on doors. It's it's a very big global effort. It's quite astounding, actually. I've, I've never seen anything like this, ever. So that's my first podcast. Thank you for listening to Leftovers. Um, and I hope to, uh, hope to speak to you again. Till the next time. If I don't see you through the week, I see you through the window. <laughs> that was one of my favorite uh, shows when I was a kid, listening to, to that. I can't think that was a Tony Hancock.
Tony Hancock's half hour. Uh, was a fair radio show that I used to listen to as a kid. Anyway, from, from me, thank you. Cheers. <laughs>